This is the Decoding Obesity Podcast, where we simplify, demystify, and decode obesity, helping you lose weight and feel great. So gear up for a fascinating journey through this ever-evolving field, and let's see what we find. And please remember that the thoughts and opinions on this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com, for show notes and more info. And now, here's your host of the Decoding Obesity Podcast, Dr. Avishkar Sabarwal. Hi, my friend. Welcome to this episode of the Decoding Obesity Podcast. There is one thing that is inevitable in every woman's life. I am talking about menopause. Well, before you start wondering what do I know about menopause and why am I talking about it, I want to clarify I am not. Keeping in line with the theme of this month, this being the Women's Health Month, I wanted to cover this topic because this is a phase in every woman's life wherein the body undergoes a lot of hormonal changes. And this comes with a lot of physical symptoms as well. I have Dr. Michelle Gordon with me. She's a board certified general surgeon, and after experiencing her symptoms of menopause, she did some research to find out how she could help herself and help others tackle these symptoms as well. She started the menopause movement, which we will be talking about as well. But before I bring her on, I want to request you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. This really helps spread the word and spread the message to everyone who hasn't listened to my podcast. The few minutes you spend writing me a review will really help this podcast reach many others who will benefit from this as well. Well, let's bring Dr. Gordon on. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Happy to be here. This is great. So we had interacted some time ago, and this is so interesting because I had really not heard about somebody focusing so much on menopause and the symptoms that come along with it. And that's why I thought, this being the Women's Health Month, to have you here and talk about this specific topic. So let's, let's just dive into these questions, at least that I had, and I think people will benefit from these questions as well, or these answers to these questions. What are the hormonal changes that the body really undergoes during menopause, and how does that impact the physical and the mental well-being? Yeah, so what happens is the ovaries start to decrease the production of the hormones. The main hormones are estrogen to progesterone and surprisingly testosterone. And usually that's a big surprise to women that testosterone is even a thing. As the ovaries start to decrease that production, our periods might get a little bit intermittent. We might have more painful periods. We might have more periods. We, my mom, for example, had periods like for three, four, five weeks and ended up having to have a hysterectomy in her late 30s, maybe early 40s, and never talked about it. She just changed overnight, right? So what happens is the hormones start to decrease, the body starts to react. And if it's a sudden and abrupt decrease in, say, estrogen, then what happens is sometimes our brains don't work quite properly and we start to forget things. And then we think that we might be having dementia. The, there are some complaints of you know not being able to make decisions the way we used to. And the other thing that is probably one of the most prevalent complaints about menopause is belly fat. And women in menopause gain belly fat because in the abdominal wall there, there's a lot of estrogen receptors. And so the body says, oh, where's the estrogen? Let me just put more weight here and let's get the estrogen going. But 
there's a whole lot of things that the hormones do for us. They help to regulate our moods. They help to regulate our muscles, our connective tissues, and our sex drive. And so the other thing that can happen is women can lose the, the desire for sex because of loss of primarily testosterone. Right. I mean, these are profound effects that you know women do often experience. But share with us what happened to you and what prompted you to start this whole thing. So I'm a surgeon. I'm a general surgeon. That's a high stakes, high performance kind of lifestyle, right? So if I make a mistake or forget something in the operating room, people die. And so it was super disruptive for me. And not only was did I feel like I gained 50 pounds overnight and I didn't recognize who I was and I was looking in the mirror and I kept beating down on myself because I was, you know, you're so lazy. How come you're gaining so much weight? You're a fatty. The other thing that happened was that I stopped sleeping well. I wasn't sleeping at night and I was waking up multiple times with racing thoughts. And then the thing that probably did it for me was I was sitting watching TV and I started crying at a commercial. And I was like, what the heck? You know, I was like, <laughs> why am I crying? And the very first symptom for me, though, was hot flashes. And I was just reading, laying down on the couch, reading a book. And I just had this feeling like I was embarrassed. So like a flush was going up my face and I was embarrassed. And I was like, why? I'm not embarrassed. Why is this happening? And so then I kind of put two and two together. And being a researcher, a scientist, I went and looked on the internet because that's, you know, like where people go to look for things now. I mean, it wasn't like I went to any of the, you know, Medline or any of that. I was like, I, I don't really want to go read scholarly articles. What I want to read is, you know, like I wanted to find a course. I wanted to find a, like how to survive menopause without, you know, without losing your mind or something like that. Right. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I started looking and there, I couldn't find any courses and I started reading like what I found was North American Menopause Society and they had a bunch of papers. And so I started reading them and the only way I can describe it is that it was disjointed and weird. And there was a lot of misinformation out there. And what happened for me was I had this light bulb moment where I said, wow, you know, I'm a scientist, I'm a doctor, I'm highly educated, and this is confusing for me. And if it's confusing for me and I feel alone and isolated, I can't imagine how other women must feel who are having this happen to them right now. And that's really when the whole spark of the menopause movement was born. But before I could possibly start, I mean, I wanted to raise awareness. And so I started thinking of ways to start talking about it because it really does feel like a secret society that nobody's ever talking about. And so what I did was I spent about three years reading and studying and trying to figure out the best ways, you know, what the science was behind it, the best way to eat to support my menopause, how to move to get get rid of my belly weight because it was just piling on, the weight was piling on. And, and I'd always been able to lose weight whenever I wanted to. It was just a matter of, you know, maybe tweaking my diet a little bit and then lifting weights or doing some cardio. And I would always lose weight throughout my whole life. And then when I got to my mid-40s and I started doing the same things I was doing, I was like, why am I not losing weight? And so I had to change my whole mindset around exercise and say, okay, why do I exercise? I don't exercise necessarily to lose weight. I'm exercising because it will keep me from getting Alzheimer's. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's a lot of research that proves that exercise is important for Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then how to think. So 
once I was able to get the diet and the exercise piece together, I spent a lot of time on understanding how the world works and how my mind works and understanding that I live my whole life in my mind and so how to make that a happy place. And so I put that all together in a program and started sharing it with people. So talk to us about the menopause movement. So the menopause movement is really kind of an umbrella for the education that we provide. So the menopause movement exists. What it does is we provide world-class transformational education for women who are suffering from the effects of menopause while providing a supportive community, provides support for them long-term. And so that's the function of the menopause movement. We have the podcast and we have a whole bunch of really great education that we put out there, social media, that sort of stuff. And then I built something called the Minnow System, M-E-N-O, capitals, all capitals, the Minnow System. I was going to ask you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I built the Minnow System, and it's a it's an eight-week program that we currently, actually, it's a really good transformational program, but we give that away when, when people sign up for the, it's called the Minnow Mate Monthly, actually. So when you join as a Minnow Mate, and that's the community, right? So that, that's the community component. But, but what happens inside of the Minnow Movement, the Minnow System, is that women learn, first of all, what the heck is happening. So there's a whole, like, biochemistry lesson. But it's really not horrible. It doesn't, you know, you can do run it at 2x speed if you want <laughs> or pass <laughs> it by. But it's just to explain like what the major players are in menopause and what is happening to my body. And I talk about it as if it's a second puberty because this thing happens to us. You know, we knew that puberty was coming. We got the talk, right? Yeah. Body's going to change. For boys, your voice is going to change. Things are going to change kind of between your legs. For girls, you know, they say you might get breasts and, you know, you're going to get a little hair here and there. And then, you know, we talk a little bit about how to get pregnant, right? We, we learn these things. But there's no talk for menopause. And menopause is another, it's like another puberty for women. Because as we start to change there, it's a huge disruption to our lives. And so we go through that. And then we talk about, we spend three weeks just talking about what to eat so that we can support our changing bodies and, and hormones. And then we talk about the best way to get rid of that mental belly. <laughs> and then we go into how to, you know, and what the benefit is, is that by the end of getting through the program, your perspective on life just completely shifts. And the women have saved their marriages through going through this program, even though it's not a relationship program. Women have lost a lot of weight. It's not a weight loss program, but they've lost a lot of weight. And it really is a program to help you get your life back so that menopause, managing your menopause doesn't feel like a full-time job. Wow. You know, and one thing, Michelle, that I always do is I keep all the information on this podcast evidence-based. So you did a lot of research on developing this menopause system and the menopause movement. So, I, you know, I always want to bring on guests who can provide evidence-based information to my listeners. So tell us about what evidence you found regarding, you know, whatever you teach in your program. So in terms of like the best way to move, that comes from a, a study that was done in South America with menopausal women. And that's just really just completely evidence-based. I mean, it's, it's a small study. It was a, you know, it was a small study, but they had a, a control and that was basically from reading research papers. And then in terms of what to eat, when it comes to diet, and you know this because you teach obesity and you teach diet, there's a lot of belief around diet. There's a lot of people who think that it has to be this way. And so sifting through a whole bunch of different people's beliefs to try to figure out what the evidence really is, was was hard. And 
the problem is, is that, you know, people like Ansel Keys, who have manipulated data and tried to show that it was evidence-based that, you know, fat will cause, you know, if you eat more fat, you're going to have higher levels of cholesterol and, you know, thus heart attacks. And, you know, the diet heart hypothesis still has not been proven, right? Yeah. Which was Ansel Keys' big thing. And he wasn't even a diet, you know, a food researcher. He was a, he researched eels or something. Yeah. So while I didn't do any studies and I'm not associated with the university and I don't have an IRB, all those things, what I did was I read a whole bunch of books that were based on science. And and I would say probably my favorite book in terms of what to eat is Dr. Kate Shanahan's book called Deep Nutrition. And she did the research and she did the science and I just basically kind of followed her path. And you know, an N equals one experiment. I put it to the test in me. I mean, I didn't put it out there until I saw that it worked for me. And so what I did was I I did the trial and error on myself. (laughs) What I did was I wrote down what worked and what didn't. And then that allowed me to put it into a format that helps now women who come in take that leap. And so it took me about six years to drop the minnow belly. The women who come into my program who really really, if their goal is to lose weight, then it takes them, you know, six, eight months instead of six years. Wow. And then, you know, what we do is we focus on behavior change inside of that particular part of our program afterwards. So after you go through the minnow system, we talk a lot about behavior change. And the reason why we do that is that if you want a lasting change, you have to have the tools to be able to make it happen. And so then in the coaching that, that goes along with it, we, we spend a lot of time talking about the beliefs that hold us back. Because our mind was always going to be the thing that holds us back from making the changes that we want to make in our lives. Right. No, that's so true. That's so true. So tell me, how did all of these changes help you in your, you know, in tackling menopause for yourself? Yeah. So what happened was, as I started to implement the changes, I noticed changes were subtle, but I started sleeping through the night. That was the first thing. I stopped looking for words. I still do sometimes. I won't say I don't, but... There was a time when I was in the doctor's lounge talking to a colleague and I was trying to remember the name of the, like the appendiceal artery or I don't know, something like that, right? Which is something that we, we need to know as surgeons, some anatomical thing that I know. And I just kept going, um, 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 um. And I was like, this is just not right. I was like, what's wrong with me? You know? And my mom had a memory problem. My dad had a memory problem, you know, a cognitive problem as they got older. I thought, oh my God, am I, you know, am I, going into dementia. I'm too young for dementia. And so I was like, what is happening here? And those instances have really decreased for me. And just because I started implementing these strategies, like, you know, regular exercise and certain things in my diet, like not eating any manufactured oils or sugar. All right. So can you share some of the success stories that your clients or your group members have had with this program? Yeah. So like I said before, I mean, one of my, one of my minnow mates, her marriage was on the, the verge of, you know, they were, they were breaking up. And as she started to realize that there were things that she was responsible for that she could change, they were able to like really come back together. And I've even got a testimonial from a husband who says, I got my wife back, you know? <laughs> so there's that. And then there's women have lost a lot of weight and it's just an overall there's this thing that happens in menopause where where women just don't feel good. They don't feel good about themselves. And the women who have come through the program, almost all of them will say, my outlook on life, I look forward to it now. 
Whereas before, I've had several women who, when they came into the program, they were on the verge of suicide. Oh, wow. Yeah. They've all been in the podcast. So any Minomate journey that we put in the podcast, it's all there in the on the Menopause Movement podcast. But, you know, we try to feature a Minomate every couple of months. And it was really worth, really interesting to hear these women as I was talking to them and say, you know, before I met you, you know, I just didn't think I was worth anything. I was ready to end my life. Wow. Yeah. That is profound. That is what can happen, though, with this. I mean, it's just crazy. These hormonal changes can really wreak havoc with us. But if I can leave anything with the audience, I want you to know that menopause is not a medical condition, that it is just a phase in our life, and it is the privilege of a long life. You can take all your red linings and turn them into silver linings. (laughs) The problem, I think, is that so many women will go to their doctor and say, I don't feel right. And the doctor will say, oh, it's menopause. Here's a patch. Or, oh, it's menopause. Come back later. And then, or not do the hormones or whatever. And oftentimes doctors will not do the hormones because they're inconsistent. It's really hard to diagnose menopause because it's not a medical condition. Right. But the problem is, is that there's no money in something that's not diagnosable. So they want, doctors are trained to diagnose and treat, diagnose and treat, diagnose and treat. So who benefits when we diagnose somebody with anything, right? Like who benefits when we say, oh, you need to put the, you need to have this statin or you need to have this drug or that drug, or you need this supplement. I mean, you know, we're putting out money, we're trying to feel better. And, you know, the supplement industry is a hundred billion dollars, right? Yeah. Pharmaceutical even more. And then we, you know, medicine has been taken over by the, this big medical industrial complex where, you know, all of us are just cogs in the wheel. And so I want to just challenge that thinking that, that, you know, you need to go to the doctor to get fixed. Maybe you don't need to get fixed. Maybe you just have to change your diet a little bit and you'll start to feel better. Change the way you move a little bit. You'll start to feel better. Change the way you think. Right. No, that's very important. I think that these kind of form the building blocks of a healthy lifestyle. Right. Definitely. And it's not just about medications or patches or pills. It's about, you know, having those basic building blocks and then if you need something, of course you need something. If you need if you need medical attention, you need medications, of course you need them. But first thing has to be building a healthier lifestyle. Right. I think that's where everybody has to start. But building a healthy lifestyle comes from behavior change. Yeah. And behavior change is hard because our brains are wired to do the same thing over and over and over again, right? That's just how that's how we evolved. And so that's why it's really nice to have somebody who can help coach you through the changes that need, you need to make. You know, somebody yeah. that, that is going to come to you, when you, especially when you're feeling crappy. Especially somebody who's gone through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's the, biggest, that's the biggest thing is that we can manage our menopause, but we may not be able to be the same person. We have to start being a different person. And behavior change comes from a decision and then action, a decision and then action. And if you make a decision or you have an idea that you want something different, but you don't take any action, then you just have a wish. Right. That's true. So how can women find you? So we are at menopausemovement.com. And actually, if they go to, I've got a course. So usually there's a lengthy application that's required for this course. It's called Understanding Your Hormones and Managing Your Menopause. But because they're podcast listeners, they can just go to menopausemovement.com forward slash hormones and get right in and take that course. Nice. I'm going to leave a link for that in my description and my show notes as well. Great. Awesome. So that women can find you. Well, that was very interesting. My friend, I need something from you before we end today. 
I want to meet you on the next Decoding Obesity Hangout. So head on over to www.decodingobesity.com forward slash hangout to sign up. I hope to chat with you there. Please don't forget to leave me a review or a comment on Apple Podcasts. And if there is any specific topic that you would like me to discuss, please do let me know. You can write to me at host at decodingobesity.com. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining me. And this was very enlightening. I'm sure my listeners are going to love this. Uh, And thank you, everyone, for listening in. I'll see you all next time. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Decoding Obesity Podcast. Please remember, the information in this podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely of the host and his guests and do not constitute medical advice. Views and opinions on this show do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of any organization. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening in. Don't forget to visit our website, www.decodingobesity.com for show notes and more info. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.